BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Caroline Stanbury, star of The Real Housewives of Dubai. I'm remarried and living my best life ever. See, there's so much life after divorce. I'm starting my new chapter unapologetically. I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me on the journey. Listen to all new episodes every Wednesday. So buckle up. So welcome back to another episode of Divorce Not Dead and another episode with Elizabeth Pearson, who is back to talk about something that we actually discussed after the last podcast very briefly. It's called Sleep Divorce. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you having me for having me again, Caroline. No, I love it. You had you had posted something on Instagram and it was this really funny meme of like this bed and then had like a two by four down the middle of it. And it said like after 20 years, you know, the bed gets like basically cut in half. And I remembered I replied to you and I said, hey, don't knock it. I've had a sleep force for years and I love it. And I remember your your initial message back was what you don't have sex anymore. And I said, oh, we have to talk about this this whole topic because I feel like it's very taboo to talk about sleeping in separate beds or even separate bedrooms for couples. So I'm excited to like dig into it today with you. Yes, I remember I posted this meme and obviously it's a meme. So it's meant to be just like a joke. And obviously the joke is that, you know, the longer the marriage goes on, we put pillow walls. I remember like, you know, in my marriage at the end, just putting my foot on a floor and sort of like, you know, at the beginning of a relationship, you're koala bears. And at the end, you're literally like, both yeah. of you, the as far as ways you possibly can. My parents don't share a room, but my father's a big snorer. They say that's the only reason. Having said that, right. I don't agree with it. I think mm-hmm. you're far too young to be in your own room for six years. Don't understand it. You have kids, yeah. so clearly you are having sex. But I don't understand where you get the intimacy. So I'm fascinated by this because obviously I have a very young husband who, when I told him the topic of conversation, he's like, absolutely not happening ever. But I mean, tell me, Elizabeth, why did you make this decision at such a young age too? Well, it first started when our firstborn Delilah came around and we were really good. He was a super supportive husband. It wasn't this like oh, you nurse her. And so the baby is yours at night. It was very much like on off. We would tag in, tag out. So there would be nights where he would take care of Delilah so that I could sleep and vice versa. And so just naturally he would start sleeping, you know, she was in a bassinet, right? So he would sleep on the couch with her in the living room on his nights. 
And that was kind of natural. And I was like, wow, I'm sleeping really good. <laughs> Maybe I was just exhausted because I had a newborn. And I was like, I'm sleeping really good on these nights where he's not in bed. And then we both had jobs where we traveled. This other kind of like suspicion of, hey, I'm sleeping really great when he's not home and he's sleeping really great when he's at a hotel or vice versa. So it, it started there. It was really from the very beginning of our marriage. It was like, wow, we're sleeping really great in these other places. And he snores, you know, and I know women talk about this and we tried everything. He went to a sleep clinic. It was like, do we CPAP machine? What do we do? And I thought, well, that CPAP machine is not sexy either. Like if he's Darth Vader next to me at night with this thing on just so that we can sleep together, like what's the point? And not only that, I'm almost six feet tall. He's six, six. We're just big people. And so even a king size bed, like if he gets the gym, you know, if he starts like wrestling, then I'm going to feel that any little twitch he did. So this was kind of growing. We were kind of like, okay, we're sleeping better. But again, it's totally taboo. We don't want to end up divorced. So we better just stick it out and stay in this, this room together. And then I remember one night he was sleeping and in his sleep, he just rolled over and he just clocked me like in the nose. And I just sat up and I go, that's it. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. And every morning I would wake up pissed off at this poor dude. He had no idea what he had done, right? He was sleeping and he was snoring, but I was waking up so angry at him. I just off the gate, you know, it was like really pissed off in the morning and it was setting a tone for my whole day, right? Sleep deprived. I'm not doing well at work. It was all of these things. So we tested it out. We had a spare bedroom, right? This is usually what happens when guys put in the doghouse when they do something wrong. They have to go sleep in the spare bedroom. And eventually we just started like moving his stuff over there. And oh, you it moved his things from us saying every night, like where you moved his things yeah, out of the bedroom. He started too. like moving like the stuff that was on his his like nightstand stuff, not his clothes or anything. The the primary bedroom was still one that we shared and everything, but his alarm, like all that stuff started just kind of going there. And and then we just had a conversation because I always felt like I was the person kind of pushing him out. And I didn't want him to feel like I didn't want to snuggle him or be next to him or any of that. But this is also a dude like I would snuggle up next to him. And within two seconds, he's snoring, violently snoring. So it was like immediately I'd be pissed. I'd be like, God, we can't even snuggle because he's borderline narcoleptic. Like there is no snuggling awake. It was just he would just immediately. OK, great. Here's a whole other night of him snoring. Right. And so. We started just, I said to him, are you okay with this? Like, is this something we want to do kind of permanently? And I think he hated to admit it, but he did that. Like he slept so much better when he was on his own because he wasn't being told to roll over tonight. I mean, I'm listening and there are quite a few points that I'm picking up on. One is, okay, so I do understand that like I, I feel sometimes, you know, I like my own personal space because I have children and a husband and staff and everything else. And sometimes I just, I'm never alone. I never get a time that I'm alone. So to go up to my bedroom and hide is a luxury and I do hide. And then obviously, you know, your husband comes and they want to snuggle or whatever. And also I'm not a massive snuggler because I, I overheat very quickly. So as soon as I feel that body on top of me, I'm like, it seems really nice. And I like, like the idea of it. And then the actuality, I'm like, it's like, I feel like I'm going through menopause in the middle of it. So I can't sleep right. like that either. We have figured out a way, sort of a happy medium to it, which is we sort of link our feet and go to sleep the other sides of the bed. So then he gets what he needs, which is, you know, the touching. And I feel, you know, we feel connected, but we're still like, 
we, we have a very big bed, but in the new house, he wants a smaller bed. Yeah. So these are all things, you know, in my, in my old marriage, by the end, I had been very happy. Like when, when actually we separated, we lived upstairs, downstairs. And I actually found that quite nice because I wasn't, I don't know if you're at the end of a relationship or even in a one that isn't so great at the end, you know, it's, it's sort of a haven where you can watch channel surf, switch off, like anyone that has a sort of long, a very hard job or kids or doesn't finish, you know, I work at night too. You know, you, you want a space that's just for you. And even though your husband wants to be part of that space and part of that part of your life, sometimes you really need just a place that is yours. So I'm, you know, in that respect, I understand it. But then I also see the other side, like if you, you said it was a taboo subject, I'm sure. Did you tell your friends? Because as soon as you told your friends he's moving into the guest room, everyone would be like, oh, you know, right. that isn't going to last. It wasn't only friends, it was family. Because, and I think, you know, our parents, kind of that boomer generation, that they were, they were more concerned. I felt like my friends knew me and they knew our relationship and they knew that at the end of the day, you know, I don't really give a shit what they think. I mean, they're, I love them. They're my friends, but this is my relationship. And I took it as the marriage would have longevity because the way it was going, you know, me being pissed off at him almost all the time was just not working and, and he couldn't change it. Like there was nothing he could do about it. And so when it really got a little dicey was when we traveled home for the holidays, right? Because we're in California now, families in the Midwest. And we all these bedrooms when we come because I need a separate bedroom than Ryan. So the parents and like my sister and sometimes my in-laws, I thought were kind of giving us like, hmm, I wonder what's going on there. Like, are they cruising towards divorce? Because especially as women and mothers, we're being touched all day. They're, people are like wanting things from us. And I think you're right. It's nice to have a safe haven and where you feel like your energy is protected. I, I tend to believe that when we sleep, our soul leaves our bodies and likes to play around. And that's when our brain, you know, studies show that our brain will actually like detox memories from the day that are no longer needed. And so when I think you have another soul laying next to you, their spirit wants to get a flat up, can kind of bump up against each other. Like I'm going super woo woo here, but I want my soul to have that space to be able to go and absorb whatever it needed from that day and then download whatever my angels or my guides want me to know for the following day. And I feel like that can get a little staticky when somebody else is next to you. Okay. That's a bit woo woo for me, but to bring <laughs> it back into, you know, terms of our relationship, why, what is the reasoning behind if you go to a hotel, surely, I mean, isn't the hotel where you go and, you know, where you sort of, get your raunchy on. Yeah. Right. Have sex. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We pick a bed to have sex on. <laughs> it's usually his. And then, and then we go to sleep and it's bliss. I mean, the other thing too, about this is like this whole taboo thing. I I did a little Googling before we got on Carol, Victoria and David Beckham, separate bedrooms in separate wings. Gwyneth Paltrow and her new husband had separate houses before eventually moving in together. And now they still have separate bedrooms. We all know Queen Elizabeth right? Had a separate bedroom. Sarah Jessica Parker and her husband have had separate bedrooms since the beginning. Like, I think people just aren't talking about it, which is why I loved that you wanted to bring this on your show. Oh, I'm open. Scary. And I'm I know open. Sergio is not a fan. No, he's not. I, I'm open to it because I would do, I wouldn't do like separate bedrooms, like for like every, all day, every week, you know, like yeah. move them out. 
But I'm absolutely happy to have a night off. And I, you know, normally try and put him on the naughty step and send him down to the guest bedroom. And then I'm, you know, I pretend that I'm really upset with him, but actually I'm having a party in the bedroom. So happy. So I'm completely down for doing that. I don't know if I could, yeah. I would miss him if I lived without him. You know, I, I don't want to have yeah. separate wings because I feel like, you know, he is kind of my, you know, partner and of course. we have so much and, and- fun. And that's the biggest piece too, Caroline, is you nailed on it. It's like, it has to be a mutual decision. It can't just be one person saying, you know what, I need this and you need to give it to me. Like, I really do think like this was years of easing into this before we got to this place of like, hey, this is what works best for us. And I think that we had to be really, we had to have a lot of open communication around it because we never wanted one person to feel like they were being punished. But we were seeing that we were having better sleep, fewer arguments. And the other thing is like, we had some time to miss each other, you know, which I think makes the intimacy all that more powerful than when you do have that date. Like, so the other thing we would do is like, we would pick nights that he would stay, you know, in the primary with me. And it could be like after a date night, or it could just be like a snuggle night. I also love to wake up. I wake up earlier than he does in the morning because I'm so well rested. So I'll go down there at like 530. I'll snuggle in his, he's in the guest room. I'll go snuggle in his bed with then we get the snuggle time in the morning where we can just sit there and chat because we aren't trying to fall asleep and he's not snoring. So, but the whole thing of like having a party, oh my God, some nights I'll put my kids to bed at like seven 30 or eight. I go in the room, I'm doing my white strips. I've like done extractions on my face. Like I've done all of these things. I want him to really see. And then it's my time. It's like grooming time, right? That I get to do solo and he gets to like watch whatever he wants on TV downstairs, which a lot of time is stuff that I don't like. So it just, it's like, I feel like we both have these little parties. I think, you know, that part of it, I really understand. I really do. Because I mean, even today, you know, I went up and I just had a long day talking to people, doing things, you know, different. I've been back to back meetings and I just threw myself on the bed and Sergio wanted to snuggle. And, you know, again, here he is, he's laughing. You know, I'm like, no, no snuggling. I need an hour to do absolutely nothing by myself. <laughs> and he thinks I'm just like watching rubbish, which I am reading the newspaper or whatever, and doesn't understand why I don't want yeah. to do this. But I just, I, it's not about him. It's about anybody. I just don't want to be, I don't want anyone to ask my name. Right. I don't want to, I just want to do exactly nothing. Exactly nothing actually. Right. And, and not be watched doing it. I would just be by myself and we don't get that. And right. I think I think if there was a, I think there's a happy medium. I think, you know, it's quite extreme your way and David Beckham's way and every, everybody's way. It's quite extreme. That is a big thing. I mean, you know, and I'm saying that from a person that lives with that because my mom is, my mom and dad is like that. So I get it, but I think I would be happy if, if I could move him out once a week, very happy, but you know, I understand we're only a year into our marriage and he's not prepared to do that yet. So you never know. Yeah. I love that you brought that up about like, what are some ways that some of your listeners could maybe even start this conversation? Because to your point, you don't want the somebody else in your relationship who's maybe not in that place. Maybe they're getting great sleep and all of this other stuff. Like you don't want them to feel neglected or rejected on some level. So I think it can start really organically with like, hey, I noticed that, you know, we're going to bed at different times. Like, that's the other thing too. Like I used to love to go and read like 30 minutes before bed and then fall asleep. Well, this dude was like up watching TV 
until he wanted to watch, you know, a show until like 11 o'clock. That was one of our biggest arguments, because when I do switch off and want to watch rubbish till 11, 12 at night, I want to watch rubbish till 11, 12 at night. He, on the other hand, is tired and wants the TV off and no sound. So you want no sound. You want the TV off. Go to another room. Well, I, I'm not changing. I, I want to watch TV until I want to watch TV and fall asleep. That's up to you. You can go downstairs. There's plenty of other rooms in the house. Wait, but, wait, wait a second. Why don't you go to another room and I stay? Well, because... Oh. Because I've worked very hard <laughs> for my sanctuary and I'm not moving. And you can put earplugs in. Okay. See, he. we've had this oh discussion. My God, I love it. One of our biggest arguments is sleep time. Yes, Caroline, yeah. literally just go to bed, leave the TV on until 2 a.m. and I cannot sleep. Right. Right. See, Sergio is actually the me in this scenario, which is a riot. And I think that I love that you grabbed the mic. Like, I want to hear your thoughts, too, because I want to hear the fears. Like, what are the fears associated with this? Because I think they're really real and they're valid and it's good to talk about because I'm sure your listeners are having these same fears. We have a beautiful guest room in our new house downstairs. What is your fear if I make you go and sleep there for a couple of nights a week? That would be absolutely horrible. Why? Because oh, why? for what if, me... What about if I put a PlayStation in there? Honey, do you think I play PlayStation? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, put me another girl and maybe I might go. But for me, you know, we've been one year you know, into the marriage. Like, it's just, there's no way we're going to separate now. Like, what is this? Like, so your fear is that it's a, se- it's an actual separation. Look, like, yeah, it's my, physically my, and emotionally. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so my, my fear basically is if we do that after one, one year being married in five years, where are we? Where are we? I will literally just say, listen, I'm busy. I will, you know, go the day and then I will meet you for dinner and then I go back to my room and then. Yeah. And the sixth year, I would probably find another girl. He feels like we'd become roommates. 100%. So let's take a little break from the show because I've just woken up in my favorite bedding, which I've told you guys about a million times, about Cozy Earth, my favorite bedding, bathroom, and homeware, loungewear brand. And actually, this is so relevant to me and Sergio right now because we're just finishing our house. And I love to decorate, which those of you that are following me at the moment know that that's all I'm doing. So looking at Cozy Earth, I've been choosing their sheets, their duvets, their comforters, their towels. I mean, just, oh, the robes. I love toweling robes. Everything sort of matches, which sort of just finishes off a house perfectly. They do so much more than I actually knew about. And if you want to check it out, you can actually look at their Instagram as well, Cozy Earth, and see for yourself all the amazing things they have. I value my sleep, um, as most people do. And that's why Cozy Earth has been so vital to my everyday life life, as well as my sleep life. I mean, you know that I all try and hide in my bedroom and that's where I rest in the day. And with my busy schedule, I just love to be in bed. Plus, I've got Sergio next to me, so it's not that bad of a place to be. It's been named Oprah's favorite things in 2018 and its best-selling bamboo sheet set is the temperature regulating and so incredibly soft. It gets softer and softer actually the more you wash it and I've got those and absolutely love it. I love the amount of options that are offered. It offers a variety of luxury sheets, pillows, blankets and so many different 
variations. And that's why I'm sort of going crazy at the moment, because obviously it's so relevant to my new house. And it's backed by a lengthy warranty, but I'm not worried about that because obviously I've already got the bamboo sheets and I love them. It's a brand that truly cares about your satisfaction. And one thing, as I've said, that really makes it special to me is it gets softer and softer. And it's, I find it actually softer than cotton. And it's made from sustainable viscose and bamboo fabrics. And remember to all you lovebirds out there, this Valentine's Day, snuggle up in Valentine's Cozy Earth's best-selling bamboo sheet set. It's really the perfect gift. And as I said, Sergio and I have this one and we've been using it for about a year now and we absolutely love it. So I know Valentine's Day was yesterday, but it's never too late to get cozy with your loved one. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today, which is 35% off site-wide when you go to CozyEarth.com, use code DND. That's CozyEarth.com, use code DND for 35% off worldwide. I mean, really is amazing. So happy sheet buying and let's get back to the show. Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier and you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru and you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. I think, you know, also Sergio has this thing like with, you know, I ha- I grew up at like bathrooms. We should have separate bathrooms. You know, we should have, um, there are certain things you don't see each other do. You don't, you know, as you just said, grooming is right. private. I don't get that luxury with Sergio at all anymore. Maybe you have to know that our relationship is not a normal relationship. We are 18 years, you know, eight gap and we are kind of like, you know, I we complement each other very well because she's so much older than me. And, you know, it's just like a different relationship. It's not a normal marriage. I don't see my parents, you know, doing everything together, but I actually see us doing everything together because I'm kind of younger and I listen to you. So it's just a bit different. Parent, teacher. Huh. <laughs> mama, mama is no, on. No, I hear right? that. And I, I feel, and I feel like you're totally valid, Sergio. Like, I think, I think you're the voice of what a lot of people are feeling about this. And it's like, and so we don't even want to have it. So props to you for even like this, this conversation, because I know you have input on the shows and stuff, which is wonderful, which is what's needed for a show about being happily married now and, and having independence at the same time. It's this wonderful merger of it. And I think as long as everybody's listening to each other's needs and able to compromise, like if Caroline wants one, then that's the rule. You know what I mean? And it doesn't slip slide into three or five. And you see, you you do trials. Like what we did was we didn't really verbalize it, but it was like, we would look at like, maybe for a month, you try doing it just one night. And then you have a very real conversation. If Sergio comes back and says, I feel like you're drifting away from me, this is stop. Then you have that conversation. But the the only thing is like, what if the relationship actually got better? Like, that's the other thing. And I think people worry about that, but that there's two sides to every coin, right? So it could either get worse. And then you have that veto button after a month to say, you know what, Wednesday nights, you and your room aren't for me, but it could also be, Hey, you know what? We're okay with this. We don't want to go further than one night a week. What if the sex gets better? What if there's less arguments? The other thing too, is like, 
when we slept in the same bed every night, I personally, as a female felt pressure for sex. It was like every night I felt pressure and it was nice. Don't point and it was me, just honey. nice as a mental <laughs> to not feel that. So then the nights when we had planned like us, it was more, you know, we'll have a, like a date night. I was excited for that. I was like, okay. I like, it was kind of like we were back to dating again. The spark was there. It wasn't like we just flopped down at the end of the day next to each other. And then we're looking at each other out of obligation to have sex. My husband is sometimes... both really want. Well, he's 28. So my husband is 28. So there is a lot of pressure to have a lot of sex. Got to <laughs> be honest. Yeah. But sometimes it's not about her. It's about me. I actually need that time to just leave to another room and have my time. And that's the truth, honey. Well, that's what we're saying. This is you're I know, just. I know you are saying that, but don't put in everything into you right. because it's about me as well. So this is good. To, we're just asking. Yeah. Would you like that one day a week in another room? Not to sleep, maybe to just take a break. Actually, looking forward for this guest room because I'm going to spend there a lot of time in the afternoon. You know, but not to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Okay. Deal. Yes, I quite like that. So I'll get a few hours on my own. Yes, you do. Okay. All your office. I. You've got an office. The thing is, also, it hasn't been really right because we haven't really been living in our own home, and we're living in a friend's right. house, and then we moved to an apartment. So it's, it's like, not as it was. Yeah. Very complicated, to be honest. I mean, I we used to do that in in the first house we had. You know. Yeah. We had a guest room, and I used to go there sometimes. If you couldn't sleep. Yes, because it's just, yeah. like, you know, we have three kids. It's just right. a lot of things happening. And I actually want to sleep at night. You know, Caroline is typical. She just goes to bed, you know, put the TV on, put everything, as many sounds as she can. And she just literally lay down there until she fell asleep. And I cannot do that. I have to just, you know, dark everything, no sound, no sounds, and then just sleep. Yeah. I'm like you, Sergio. Mm -hmm. I'm coming around to it. You it's got to be all stuff. Mm -hmm. Sorry, 100%. Caroline, I keep interrupting. And the problem, I used to sleep. I used to feel alive during the day. Since I married Caroline, I'm tired every day. I just don't know why, but I'm tired <laughs> daily. I don't know. I'm like, I'm 28 and I need a siesta. How is that possible? <laughs> it gets like 4 p.m. in the afternoon and I'm laying down on bed. I live in bed now. <laughs> and I don't understand why we're building this house because we literally do everything in bed and it's not sex. It's literally the rest of the things. So it's actually... You know, I don't know. I think it comes with age, but Caroline, I'm 48. She just six, 46. Six, she does everything in bed. I'm very well. That's when my sanctuary. I find my bedroom is like that. That's the most thing. The most excited I get is to go to my bed, because you know downstairs is always noisy. There's always people. Yeah. And it's like it's just my sanctuary. It's so important to me, and it really is one of the only arguments we've had. Caroline rhymes to the house, and I'm going upstairs to take an, uh, to relax. I'm going. You find her laying down in bed. I never used the sofa downstairs. I don't understand. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I'm oh seeing it. I understand it. I, I do understand it. I don't know if I'd want to do this whole thing all the time because I do feel at his age, maybe it's different, you know, with your husband. It would cause him to sort of separate from, from the connection he has for um, me. Um, for me, how I was brought up is, you know, if we separate now, it, it, will, it will never be a commitment, you know, because... I feel like it would be extremely easy to kind of make it through the path yeah. of like marriage because I mean, it's literally, she will be my roommate. I will just come home, spend some time in the right. common area and go to my bedroom, sleep and wake up tomorrow. Sergio has a really, really strong view on marriage because I, I mean, for I guess having been a soccer player as well, having traveled around and examples he's seen. So, you know, the fact is like, yeah. why does he do everything with me? We have one bathroom. 
We Our bathroom is open. Nothing is secret. I am learning everything. He comes with me everywhere. The shower, the bathroom, you know where. Like everywhere. Yeah, I don't, I don't everywhere, honey. You, you are. You're there. Oh. And, and, and there is no privacy. And I think that right. he would see that as just a major failure. I don't think I can do it. And I, I will never be able to do it. No. Yeah, I hear you. And that's all valid. Like, I think the conditioning of what we've experienced, like you being in soccer football for so long and, and witnessing other couples, the degradation of those relationships, mm -hmm. that's scary. That's right? exactly like what it is. Your brain says, I see what happened there. And my job now is to make sure that doesn't happen to me and Caroline. Here are three things we can do to make this is going to make sure that isn't going to happen. And I think Caroline probably knows, too, just from having a previous marriage, like we can do all of those things and the relationship could still deteriorate. Mm -hmm. I think the work really comes in when you say, you know what, I see you. Right. And you guys put in the work. all the time. I mean, you guys really understand. I feel like you guys laugh the most. I feel like you posted on that, too, the other day, Caroline, like couples who make fun of each other actually last longer. And like, I think that's one thing that I, I think is why everybody's so drawn to this relationship is because you guys have that loving banter where you can poke at each other and make fun of each other. And I think that's when you know you have real deep connections because you aren't going to make somebody feel insecure by saying something. Like Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds have it too. And it's awesome, right? They're like making fun of each other like online. But I'm like, okay, that's a solid relationship, right? I think that when we start trying to live by our parents' rule book, that you, you guys are so progressive ready. Right. And it's not saying like adopt these new things, but I feel like you guys would be the first in line to try out new things. Right. Because I think there can be this complacency when it's like, well, we're checking, we're sleeping in the same bedroom. So check, you know, we're not going to get divorced. Check. Like I know tons of my friends who sleep in the same bedrooms as their husbands and they like are so close. They just should have gotten a divorce five years ago. Right. And I'm like, well, they're sleeping. And a big part of it is like the husband snores. I mean, when everybody's getting crap sleep, you're fighting. You will just tear each other apart. You'll say something that you don't really mean. We could maybe do you're like well rested. We could maybe do like once every two weeks. But why would we do it? But what if it's an experiment? What if it's just an experiment? Like what if it's just I would miss and him. maybe it's for the show. I, I, I maybe see you guys better when his report back in on my Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just the problem that I see in life um because of, you know, my soccer experience and everything is in life there's so yeah. many temptations that I think when that becomes a routine, you kind of forget in a way about your life partner, kind of, you know? So that's why, you know, it's just, I don't want to take it, you know? He's a very yeah. different man. Like he doesn't, yeah. you know, like other guys go on boys nights, other guys go out with the boys. He never does. He's always with me. This is like cheating for me. So as soon as you open that door once, he feels, that's he'll extremely be out dangerous because you're out completely because you take that as normal as, as nothing happens. And then yeah. you do it another time and then a third time. And then slowly you cannot do it every weekend. Right. I mean, that's why everyone kind of goes to me. Oh, are you ever scared that he sort of would, has run off with someone or whatever? I'm like, when? He's always with me. I mean, when? Between what, what time to what time? No, I'm not. I never think hey. like that. And because no. he's so principled, you know, it like he thinks. My about values and principles are very straight, you know, so I have a very clear idea that if I yeah. commit to something, I'm going to do it. Which is, yeah. I guess, how and he I ended up married to me, by the way. You know, he took that decision very, very strongly when everyone told him not to. So I suppose these are 
these are things, you know, but I, I like your way of thinking, which is, you know, that we are progressive and we do talk about things that right. aren't normal in relationships. And I, you know, I like that you're so honest about it because I completely understand why you and, do it. And I absolutely understand as well. And I think I would recommend your way to most of the people that they've been already 10 years in the marriage, you know, or like right. 15 years. But I, I would never, you know, I just, I would never do it. Your parents do it. Yeah, my parents do it. Yeah. And they're actually, you know, very happy and it works. And your parents are like still happily married. Yeah. 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 And they've been like I mean, 20 something years. The thing is, is there's some very strong feelings from you, Sergio, on this. And like those should be acknowledged, right? Like if this is if this is just like alarm bells going off, like this is not going to end well, dig in, do not do this, then then I think that those are very valid. And I think Caroline's doing a great job of not like forcing something, right? You never want to, yeah. you would always want it to be this mutual decision of like, we would just like to try this. But I also, just as an outsider, you guys, like, and as somebody who's, you know, at least kind of known Caroline, like, God, what, pre, way pre-pandemic, yeah, right? Like, I feel like I've been at the front row of seat of your guys' love story and stuff. And <laughs> you guys aren't like regular couples. Like, I just don't think, I think, I under it's valid to have that trigger Sergio of like, oof, I, I love this woman so much and want to even entertain the idea of doing something that could potentially drive us apart. Totally get that. But at the same time, I feel like you guys are so strong because you do have that time together during the day. I think if you were sleeping to, in different rooms at night and then going off in your own directions during the day and then coming back maybe for dinner, going back. But you guys have built this wonderful career together, right? And so you're together all day too. So it feels a little less typical, like the scenario I think mm -hmm. that's going through your head, Sergio, of like, this could tear us apart because you guys are so connected in all these other facets of your life, which is wonderful. See, that's, that's, that's the bit really that just I, when you're unconscious. That's the bit I worry, wonder about you because you say that he travels, you travel, you know, you both work in different directions. Yeah. Then when do you have this connection together? Because, you know, then you're just meeting for however long it takes you at this point yeah. to have sex, which can't be that long. And after yeah. 15 years, so we all know. So right. when, when, when do you get that? Because then you become ships in the night. Because also yeah. in bed well, is when we lie down and chit chat. Well, thanks to COVID, we've been like quite on time other for the last three years, which has been a lot. I mean, when you just don't have like any, because neither one of us could travel, right? I mean, we were supposed to go on a tour, right? Everything, everything that I had planned to travel just got immediately canceled. He traveled a little bit, but I think the biggest thing for us is like, we have a sitter come every Saturday night. Like there is a set date. There are set nights where we send the kids into another room where we have dinner together. If we just make more of an effort and because it feels more intentional, it feels more special, at least for this is just for us in our relationship. See, I, I cannot do that. I, know. I find it awkward. He tries to do that and have a date night. And I find that really awkward. No, I don't do then, that. no but then I feel like I feel like it's scheduled. Who wants to who wants sex when it's scheduled? Yeah. I mean, I actually have to do it because you literally deny the sex five nights a week. So the sixth night left. I actually have to schedule because there's no left. Thank you. He would have it literally three times. He wakes three times a day. So I need the movement. There's not, I mean, I mean, this woman is like literally like no sex at all. Not so. No sex at all. Well, you think you're having a bad day if we don't have sex twice of the day. 
that you think it's the end of the world. Most people oh would die. Exactly. Exactly. It's not Hell a bad no. day. Hell no. Hell no. Yeah. It's not no. five I mean, days. I it may want... be five minutes. There's no fucking way get... he would go five days. We'd be divorced by now. He's. It's in his head it's five days. It's probably five minutes. Right. All right, honey. Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't want to out my husband and like give too many details on our sex life, but I feel like we're both satisfied. I mean, he probably wants a little bit more because guys just do like I, I they just do. But I think to your point, like there's an, there's a flip side of it being scheduled is that I know when it's going to happen. Yes. So I can shave my legs. I can maybe bathe beforehand. So I'm more open to, you know, do the other thing. Like it's not just like two minutes in and but out. But what if you're tired if and you was, don't want it? You've had a shit day. Like if, I, I, I can get really freaky when, you know, we've had like, I don't know, we've gone out freaky? and, you know, crazy in bed with you. When when it's yeah. when we've gone out and had like you know maybe a couple I mean, of 50, drinks, no, a couple of fifty five drinks, then it comes like a wild thing, and she just wants to just ticky ticky the whole time. Yeah, but that's it doesn't <laughs> but really happen. But that because that, well, you don't let me drink much anymore. But but my point is yeah. that you can't schedule that. I don't know when that's going to happen. That's going to happen whenever my diary but says you're going. Night. But that's date night. Now you guys are really the exception because you're out every, I mean, you guys like it's a full-time job. My head yeah. spins at the amount of events, events that you guys go to. But for us, if, if we know Saturday date night, and then maybe there's another time that week, that's, that can be the sporadic time, but at least he knows Saturday night I'm getting laid. And so I don't feel this pressure either. Like it's not going to go maybe, you know, we get busy and then it doesn't happen. It's that's date night. And then we do go out have a couple drinks and it's that same scenario. It's just planned because we have to have a sitter, right? So it's like, we know when we come home too, the kids will be sound asleep. I don't know about you, but we still have these kids who randomly wake up like an hour after we put them down. And so I'm like, well, I, I can't be in there, you know, having sex. And then with my kid down the hall could potentially walk in. I mean, I'm not trying to like traumatize them. So then I'm like, well, we have to wait another hour or two. Well, by then I'm exhausted because it's like 10 o'clock. And I'm like, now it's just, you know, he said to me once, he was like, I never wanted to turn into like pity sex, right? I don't want it to be like checks. Like this is just something you feel like you have to do. And so that's what it was turning into. And once we realized that it was turning into that, like the box checking was when it was like, okay, maybe it is okay if we go three days or whatever, because it builds the anticipation. Like maybe if there is a rule of like everybody's off the hook, but three days, three days a week, he would die. He would die. He couldn't do happy. three days a week. And then on those days, it would be the end for him. He just can't do it. But that, you know, that's fine. But I yeah. just I don't like routine either. I don't like being told what to do. I, I like, you know, and I feel like date night has so much anticipation because he loves it. And also, I, like, I, I cannot do that in a way, honey. Every time we go to bed, you know what I do? I've been doing it like for the last two weeks. So I say, honey, okay, time for us. Because you know what happens with us? We spend the whole day, 24 hours together, but we, I don't really feel her presence. I'm with her. Right. She's busy, I'm busy. So we cannot. He still wants more. No, I don't want more, honey. I actually want your attention. I, yes. wanna, I want you to be in the moment. He wants me to st- look into his eyes. No, honey, with, with, actually with listen like... to me, my friend. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So what I do is I, you know, I say, okay, time now. Let's say it's 11 p.m. So we do 30 minutes, no phones, no nothing, just actually feeling each other. It's awful. It's awful. <laughs> it actually works for us, you know, because yeah, it's, it I mean. I think it's very sweet. It's very sweet. No, it's, he's, a, look, 
you know, as I hear, I hear myself saying it, most women would die for what I have. And I'm completely aware of it. I have this beautiful, kind man who's only asking for more of my time. I hope I'm recording this. Oh my yeah. God. Saying those beautiful things. And, you know, so I'm fully aware <laughs> it's every girl's dream. It's just, you know, and we do, I do take it for granted. I do know that. But I'm, I'm very aware of how strong our relationship is and what our connection is. So I, I don't fear. Right. I don't live with fear of losing him. I don't live with fear of what if he right. goes. Which I'm is, the same, to be honest, but yeah. I just want to feel that, you know, it's just very important to at least be in that moment, you know, because as you know, we work with social media and it's just daily 24 hours on the phone. So it's actually very good for us yeah. to have that moment, you know, which is just energy you know, a straight, pure energy just connecting us, you know? He likes, I love it. Yeah. And I, you could I, do that and then go sleep in a different room and she could watch. I mean, that's the other thing. When you say like she watched these shows or whatever, like, isn't that part of your job, Caroline? Like, I'm sorry, but you have to be like dialed in. Like she, I watch all I the housewives. Like almost... he, he doesn't want to watch them all. And I understand that. I, right. I actually watch them now. I want to go through every single one. I love it. I get so into it. And like, obviously I do get it. You're maybe not a, you're I a guy. At least 60 of them. Okay. Yeah, maybe you not, have. you know, so, you know, because for me, yeah, I, but if pop culture is part of her job, yeah. right. Just all pop culture, whether it's like a Netflix show or this or that, like people want to know what she thinks about stuff. And, and then for you to feel like you're sacrificing, so you have to sit there and watch something that you really aren't digging, you know, like, I mean, for me, I, totally I, I don't it. like sacrifice, sacrificing. I don't sacrifice. I, prioritize yes i don't like that word so for me you know i, I just love spending time with her you know yeah. even though I, I might not like what she's doing or watching but I, I prioritize family and spending the time together he does you know like i see it because you know he's willing in a way to to do you know to be with me anywhere like even if i'm going to do my hair he'll he's happy to come be with me because that's just more time yeah. But the other question I was going to ask you is things like, say it's Saturday night. Okay. So this is your night. Does that mean, mm -hmm. can you, does your night count with like, if you take a group of your friends with you, like, and you, you know, you organize a big dinner, is that still your night? No, no, that, that wouldn't count. It has to be just us. And I mean, maybe it's bad. We don't go out with a lot of other couples. I know you guys are like surrounded by other, you know, fabulous couples all the time. But for us, that is just our, our time. And so that's why I said too, like, even if we don't go out, it can be just us eating here and just banishing the kids with iPads to another room and shutting the door so we can feel like it's just us. But from what I hear Sergio saying too, is like, that's, that's the longing, right? It's just the connection. It's that like acknowledgement and that being present with your energies together. And I'm curious, have you guys, what's your love languages? Do you guys know which love languages you each have? What does that mean? So his is physical touch. Oh, yeah. He, oh, no, I mean, um, for me, it can be like words of affirmation. His love language or, is definitely like he needs really to. Needs to yeah, he likes to make love slowly. Carolina. That's your love language. Carolina. <laughs> I love to make love. Well, I wonder for yours, Caroline, like mine is acts of service. So it's like gifts, acts of service, words of affirmation, physical touch. So when that's you, my that's friend, not that's, that's, that's not Caroline, me, like. So, I mean, I'm Not definitely sexually. acts of service would be the worst thing like, I could ever do. If I get a that, present, it's like, oh no, Christmas and good luck. Yeah. And me doing things. He always does things for me. So no, that doesn't work. I, I tell Ryan all the time, like when he fixes something around the house that like I, like when he takes care of something for the household or, you know, takes the car to wash it for us or something, 
that is actually where I feel really acknowledged and seen because he knows that that means a lot to me because Oops. it's taking something off of my plate. Oops, something's kicking her here. I think someone does daily things for her. He does so much. But she He does just, my business, my kids, my like everything. She doesn't realize how much work it goes into what it like behind the things. He just open any social media and there's Can't like imagine. content daily. Boom, boom, boom. I just popped downstairs and he's done it. And Look, I, you know, he's the most amazing. What, what, what do you want me to say? You're the most amazing husband. I'm the worst wife. Okay, thank you. So that's See, maybe his love language is actually words of affirmation, Caroline. Yes. Maybe it is like that's my husband's is words of affirmation. Yes. And then like physical actually, touch you're will absolutely come right. Second. That's but. what he needs from me. You need me to acknowledge the things you do. So and I'm doing it more. To I've realized to ag acknowledge. Acknowledge. Yeah. So to for me to say thank you and just not not to like just to know how much he actually does. So like he the other day, I don't know, he went and, you know, took Zach to Jiu-Jitsu and did all that so I could go somewhere else. So he's three, he's three and a half hours on traffic. But yes, I took him to Chuchitsu. Anyway, but you know, not so so that's our love language, I guess. And I I'm I'm acknowledging it more. So I think and I think that I do I don't like the word sacrifice. I do want to make, you know, a different relationship with him because I've also see the pitfalls yeah. and I have a lot of friends who have 15, 20 year relationships. So I'm interested in, as I said, this sleep divorce thing, but I'm interested it from, I know that it wouldn't work for us right now. You know, in 10 years, yeah. you know, maybe I'm, I'm also going to be much older and maybe grumpier. But what people don't understand is the love that I feel for this woman. I think they do. I really I think, think they, they do. do. So, yeah. I think they do. We all feel they, it. We, we feel you know, it. Like, it and, and I think that you're right. Like, Caroline, I love that we had this conversation. And I big takeaway is like, you have to do what feels good for you. If there's if there's a certain partner or or even you that is like, no, like this feels scary. Yeah. I don't want to do this. It's not right. It would be like right punishing now. him. Then by, then by all means, do not do it. It wouldn't be doing what we want it to do. Um, in one right. way I could do, I could get that when he goes home to his family or whatever else. And I understand. And if I want to watch a late night movie, maybe I can chuck him out for the night, but in to make a habit of it, it would be like punishing a puppy. I just can't do it. To then him. Don't do it. Yeah. Then don't do it. And I think it's, it's more like, I think if people are listening to this and they wake up, you know, really like, I don't want to use the hate word, but like kind of like pissed off at their spouse and it just, and it carries over throughout the day, then maybe it's, you know, and you've tried all the snoring things. Like the, I think the snoring, like people don't talk about that enough too, but I think just talking about this, like helps it become less taboo, which is really just a judgment. And I think when we stop, which you do so great is like bringing to light things like these judgments and that people might be carrying around for other people. And when you shine a light on them and you have this wonderful conversation and create a platform for it, I think it makes it less scary. And I think it's okay because I was very nervous of being judged when I came out and said that. And now you make you're perfect probably sense. Be going on other shows about this and it's scary. Even the snoring, the size of your bodies. I completely understand that. You know, as I said, I overheat. So I get it. You know, I look at my right. parents and other people's parents that do it. And I think, oh no, you know, it's the end. It's the, it's the beginning of the end. You know, this is a slow way to death. But then, you know, what you look perfectly happy. You say you're going and having, you're having, still having the sex life. You, you're bouncing yeah. around. I don't believe, Elizabeth, that you'd be still here, you know, because if it goes the other way, it, you know, then you are, you know, it's very easy just to say, okay, well, I mean, in a way, you've already made the pathway. It's not hard to get divorced at this point. He, he already sleeps in another room if you wanted to, right. which so clearly you don't. 
And and so you have a, right. and you and it, you saying it's improving your life. So I absolutely agree that I think you know we've all lived to what society tells us we should do, but I I've I've been here the whole way through telling you fuck society. Who the who are they? Name one of them. You know we are the new society, and if it works for you. Like right. everything in my relationship, I'm do- doing backwards and not the right way. And, well, you know, things that we do, it doesn't work for most of the people. Yeah. You know. I know, but it works for you guys. Yes. And it strengthens you. And to your point, like if somebody wants to listen to this episode in 10 years and maybe I'm divorced and they say, oh, see, like, I don't give a shit. Like you can all, I don't care what you think. You could have been divorced marriage. sleeping all in the same I know bed. Is that it's, you know what I mean? Like yeah. to your point, like F the haters. They don't, if they don't get you and Sergio doing certain things, like it's not their relationship. Like, I think we all just care a too much what other people think about our personal lives. It's 100%. like, you're that's not why, here, you're not me. That's why I'm, you know, I'm super so happy. I'm just going to choose not to care. 100%. And I'm super happy, you know, I'm blessed that I was able to find this kind of relationship, you know, because I was dreaming about finding something like this. And I'm not scared of sharing it, even though I get so much hate and like all this stuff in social media. Listen, I'm here, I'm a man, you know, and I love this woman right. and I'm, you know, I have feelings for her and I'm not scared. Which is amazing. There should be many more men I like love you. it. Yeah. So, well, thank you, Elizabeth, for joining us again on Divorce Not Dead. And I've been, well, we've had great back and forth about sleep divorce. I'm not sure where we ended right. it, whether we've, because it isn't a, it's, it's not a black, it's not a black and white. It's gray. I mean, it is, it's like, yeah. it is an option. Yeah. It's not a bad one, but it's not, you know, it's, it has to be, as you said, mutual, because I think if one of you, if I decided right. that now, it would be the end. Whereas, you know, I think as right. you two have made it very clear, it's something that benefits you both. Yeah. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to come back. I always love, and I love when Sergio takes part too, because I'm so glad that he came in because I almost emailed and said like, oh, let's have him on too. Like, please, because I want to get the other side of this, because I feel like we can talk in a vacuum, right? Of like, oh, this is what we want. But to your point, this has to be something that is mutually wanted, not just one person forcing it. But I also love the idea of experimenting with new things because we can always think of like what would go wrong, but we can, we can choose to change that perspective too and think what could go right. Maybe things could always get better. A hundred percent. Even if they're bliss. It's changing that connotation of like, you know, when, when you say it's like, if you have a fight, the man ends up in the guest room. So, you know, it already has a bad connotation. So it's literally just changing our perception of what that room is for. It's not to punish somebody. Yeah, totally. It's, it's you know. Honey, can we have a date night tonight? Right. It, we, we, we are having one, darling, because it's just you and me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you for joining us. We have had a great time. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at at Caroline Stanbury for all the the behind-the-scene action.
please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.